Like so many others, who you are is largely a result of your past. We have so many positive and not so positive experiences that we start to doubt ourselves and our place in this world. Let the healing process start now. Welcome to Shift Happens with Karin Weary, Ida Serena Lee, and Jessica Durrell. When you start to focus on healing from the inside out, you'll learn so much more about your own health, your well-being, and your state of mind. Once you've started on that, the rest gets a little bit easier every day. Now, here is your host, Karin Weary, and this week's co-host. Hello, everyone. We are ready to make some shift happen because that is what we do on the show. It all starts with the mindset, and the mindset then sets the pace for every other aspect of our life, our financial health, our physical health, our emotional health, and that just flows over into all other areas. And today, we are going to be talking about, this is October, and uh, October is Breast Cancer Awareness uh, Month. So we are actually going to be talking about, I really like this, uh, a different aspect of breast cancer because we have my beautiful co-host, Ida Serena Lee, with us today. Hello. Yes. Hi, yes. how are you guys? Welcome to Shift Happens. And today's topic is going to be exciting because it's going to be about breast cancer awareness, but we're going to see a different look at it, a, li- a different perspective. Of breast yes. Mm-hmm. yes, because uh, we are ha- we have a guest who will be joining us in just a few minutes, who is a breast cancer survivor. And what I really like about her story is that, of course, went through the whole you know um, breast cancer and, and finding getting the diagnosis and all that, but then decided to take a different route with alternative treatment after the surgery. And also talking about, and this part is something that I have not really heard a whole lot about um, out in public, other than people that I know a little bit, uh, post life post-cancer, because it's a whole different story. That is going to be what we are going to be talking about, how that happens. So Aida, do you want to share a little bit about some statistics that we have about yes. cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to talk about some statistics and, and um, some some things about the diagnosis and whether they can find, just to, while we wait for Ms. Shelley to come in. Yeah. Okay, so uh, they said that one of out of eight women get breast cancer, and it's double in um, African-American and Hispanics. Wow. They are pro- uh, prognosing that for the year of 2019, they're going to have also 2,600 men with breast cancer. So wow. men can also get breast cancer. Wow. So mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yes. <laughs> so it's very important for you to make sure that you check yourself. The mm-hmm. first thing that you have to do as a woman is that you check yourself every month. Mm-hmm. You know that you're supposed to do the palpate if you palpate any lump or anything like that. Another thing that you have to do is that you look at yourself in the mirror naked right. and check, make sure both breasts are in the same size. Usually we have one, you know, a little bigger than the other one. But when, when the change is so big, then you really have something to concern. If you have a pain that doesn't go away, you have something to concern. If your if your nipples are inverted, you have something to uh, be concerned. If you have any leakage, any discharge from your nipple, is also something for you to be concerned. If you have any dent, like a dimple, you know, like the dimples that you get here in your in your cheek, but yes. you get in any area of your breast, unless you had a lumpectomy, that that will leave you with a dimple. Mm-hmm. You know, 
if right. you, if not, if you have a dimple, then you you have something to uh, be worried about. If you have like a rash or um, mm. like an inflammation where the area is red and swollen and itchy and it's constant, you need to yeah. get uh, get a check because there's uh, besides the breast cancer that is lumps and and ductal cancer, there's also inflammation inflammatory breast cancer, which oh. is the tissue exactly, which is the tissue huh. of the breast. Yes. Wow. And, and okay. You, uh, or maybe you had a a, a mosquito bite or something like that that never healed and that became an inflammation and something huh. and it does you got to get a check just to make sure that it's just an infection and non-inflammatory uh breast cancer so those are huh. things that we need to check and okay. so mainly it's about if i'm understanding you correctly first knowing what your body normally looks looks yes. like so you have a baseline and so any changes so you mentioned if you have an inverted nipple so if you always have had an inverted nipple that's well, not then something that's to be worried about right no, but if you never okay. had it and now yeah. you have it all of a sudden yeah. you wake up one morning and your nipples are inverted then you need to you know get a check right. and let me tell you something this information is as important to the woman as it is important to the man not only because men can get breast cancer but there's a lot of uh, women that get diagnosed with breast cancer because the husband palpated something because you know in intimacy that the husband get to know them their wife bodies and, and what their right. bodies have and right. what their breasts have and then one day you know they are touching and they find something that will uh, allow you know let, let the wife know there's right. something here that you didn't have before baby just check yeah. it out yeah you know, so it's important for them to know that uh, always is a good pe- thing people always say so how can i avoid breast cancer well the yeah. risk <laughs> the risk for breast cancer they the, it's, it can be inherited Okay, but only uh, one out of out of ten women that have breast cancer is for is inherited. So only ten percent uh-huh. of all breast cancer are inherited. So okay. you can you you can have no family uh, yeah. uh, that have breast cancer and have breast cancer. So that means okay. that it, we're back to lifestyle. Life it's all about <laughs> lifestyle. You know, yeah. quit the uh, drinking alcohol, uh, lower your sugar. Remember that sugar uh, uh, cancer cells they feed out of sugar. Our, yeah. our normal cells, they feed out of fat and carbohydrates and protein and um, breast cancer cells, but so much more out of sugar. So if you yeah. Yeah, are consuming a lot of sugar, you're feeding the cancer cells to grow. Another oh, yeah. thing is a stress. Anything that will raise your stress because a stress will uh, raise your cortisol and cortisol will suppress your T cells. The T cells are the cells that fight the cancer cells. Mm. So you want to make sure that you have a stress-free uh, life. Also, weight. Have a lot to do with uh, weight changes, especially when you are obese and overweight, because uh, fat cells uh, store a lot of estrogen, and mm-hmm. estrogen feeds into the breast cancer. Right. So those right. are the things that we need to take care of uh, to make sure that we prevent. And then yeah. early diagnosis, you know, by making sure that you palpate yourself, making sure that if you have a history of breast cancer, then you should start been doing the mammograms at 35. Yeah. If there's, you know, you have your mama, your aunt, your sister that have breast cancer, then you want to make sure that you start earlier to do uh, breast exam. Uh, if not, then you have to do it at 40. But lately, n- now that we're talking about alternative, lately they've been having controversies about uh, uh, mammograms because they've been finding that some uh, uh, wrong positives, you know, mm, okay. uh, tests. Wow. But you know that there is a test called tomography. A tomography is a, it's a test that you can find usually in an alternative doctor office. And okay. it's, it's, a, it's a thing that they do that they just measure the heat. And it says that they can find out uh, cancer cells in your body 10 years before a mammogram can. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. But yeah. the insurance don't cover them. Of course. 
Of course. And and here's the thing. This this goes back to how everything is energy and energy has a frequency. And that's, you know, so heat has a certain, you know, temperature exactly. and, and, you know, so it's just incredible. And I, I like how so many of the alternative uh, treatments are non-invasive. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so... Um, but God, it's so, funny that that radiation is another risk, high risk for breast cancer. You know, to being exposed to so much radiation. Yeah. But we are getting mammograms every every year, and let's say they saw something abnormal, they're not sure. They make you do more, like every t- another in six months, and then another. So you're being exposed to so much radiation in the other end, and, yeah. and then they they give you a treatment that they give you the chemo, and then they give you more radiation. So <laughs> yeah. then it's like it doesn't make any sense, but. That's the way it is. Right, right. Yeah. Well, and so can you real quick, super quick, um, just touch on on male breast cancer? What's that all about? <laughs> well, w- with male breast cancer, it usually happens with the with the male that, that have the fatty tissue, more tissue in the in uh-huh. their breast area. Okay. Or if it can be somebody that is fit, fit but if, if they have a tumor, they're going to see that one side is elevated more than the other. And right. that's how they will find that. Mm. And okay. um, the uh, incidence of that is very remote. It's not as common as the woman breast cancer. Right. If they see anything different, they see a pain, they see a lump, they see one side bigger than the other one, they need to get a check. And okay. so is it something that possibly if men who tend to have more fatty tissue around the breast area, do they have higher estrogen levels? Do you know that? Yes. That's ah. what happening because what happened is that because now meat and stuff like that, you know, that the, the cows, they put yeah. a lot of more estrogen, the milk have more estrogen. So usually they have make a statistics where the men that consume more meat and more milk and more dairy and are exposed to more estrogen because when you are fatter or, or chubbier, then you have more extreme because extremes are storing your fat cells. Mm. Okay. That's why usually that's the reason why they have more over here that look like breasts because of the estrogen that they're consuming and they're exposed. Wow. That's so incredible. So that, uh, is uh, increasing the risk of getting uh, breast cancer. Right. Mm-hmm. So another reason to make sure that you get grass-fed meat <laughs> if you yeah. eat meat. Or don't eat any red meat yeah. like I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So let me go ahead and introduce our beautiful guest, Michelle Shelley Ray Reynolds. She is a take charge visionary and businesswoman who balances being the wife of a senior pastor, Jermaine Reynolds, adventurous mom to Jermaine the second and Madison, pouring into her family, building ministry and growing the nonprofit she leads. Within the last year, Shelley Ray had to use that strength and poise to defeat triple negative breast cancer. Shelly Ray is a coach and mentor to sisters around the world through her sistering community platform. Through transparent interactions and extensive personal development experience, Shelly Ray separates herself from the traditional business contemporaries. Finding her first, first footing in the business arena, she has grown and evolved into a highly sought after youth ministry trainer, purpose coach, corporate development liaison, and captivating speaker. So <laughs> thank you, Shelly Ray, for being here. And thank you, Ida, for reaching out to Shelly Ray and getting her on here. It is my pleasure. It's always here, weird to hear your bio, and I didn't write mine. And every time <laughs> I hear it, I'm like, <laughs> it's all true it's all true <laughs> yes, we didn't lie but you know it's still weird but I'm so um, glad it, it is an honor to be on with you all and to share is this like glare too bad oh you're good you're good okay. all yeah. right gives you that um, angelic look 
<laughs> it is really um, a pleasure to, to be on. And I already shared with you all that I share my story, bits and pieces of it on um, mostly on the sistering page or on my own Facebook page. But this is the first time that I've had an opportunity to share it um, on like a show with you ladies. So I'm excited about that um, and just open to to sharing my journey. So I want to ask a question. How do you came to the diagnosis of breast cancer? So um, last year, let me look at today's date. Last year, I believe on the 7th. Um, so yesterday, I believe oh, gosh. I did a breast cancer awareness photo shoot. Um, and I wanted to celebrate and honor. I wanted to celebrate the lives of women who are no longer here. Um, because of the fight with breast cancer, and I wanted to honor survivors. And it was so passionate to me because um, I have lost so many people to cancer. Mm. Um, but more closer to home, my grandmother passed when my dad was 19. She had breast cancer. Um, back then, they did not know a lot about breast cancer, and they were actually treating her for diabetes um, mm. before they realized that it was mm -hmm. cancer. By then, it wow. was too late, and that was, you know, years ago. Um, so I, I never met my grandmother. Then my aunt, my dad's older sister, she passed from breast cancer four or five years ago now. And then his baby sister passed last year in June. Wow. From, hers was from ovarian cancer. So, you know, I got the sistering part together because that's, you know, my heart is just women doing life together. And so I said, I wanted to do a sistering shoot with survivors. So I sit down with these ladies and it was just God, how it was set up because I sit down with them. I asked them questions. Makeup artists came in, um, did their makeup and, um, got t-shirts done for them. And then they bought their own clothes, dressed up really nice. And during the interview portion, they told their story about how they found out what feelings people don't know and just asking them things. Well, um, that happened on that Saturday and it was the first week that I felt better because in the month of September, I was sick for three weeks. Um, and it was a pattern all last year After I gave birth to my daughter, I thought, oh, I'm going to come back. I'm going to feel much better. You know, I'm not pregnant and sick anymore. And I just kept getting a cold of some sort. Like, it just felt like cold, flu, bronchitis, like something. And in September, it was three weeks. And it was just ridiculous. I didn't have a voice. I could not sleep without coughing. Um, so I felt better that first week of October. And then immediately after the shoot and everything that Saturday, by Tuesday, I was sick again. And I sat on my couch. I stayed home from work again. I was working on my computer and I stopped and I was so frustrated. And I said, God, why do I keep getting sick? Like it was just, it had become overwhelming. And I just felt led to put my hand down and do a, a, self-check. And it's something that I would do it, but I don't know how often I did a self-check, but you know, I, I would do them. Um, and I have 
fibrocystic breasts. So I've been doing self-checks since I was in high school and they didn't want to check me in high school. And I insist because my aunt was battling breast cancer years ago. Like both of them were battling for over 10 years. Um, both who passed. So I was like, no, you're going to check me. So I made my doctor check me and he said I had fibrocystic breast. So sometimes I would feel things and not be alarmed by it just because I, I was called this when I was 17. Um, so I feel this lump, like exactly where I put my hand. I feel this lump right here. And I was like, hmm. Um, and I called, it's the month of October. I call um, and let my husband know, hey, I feel something. I'm about to call the doctor and schedule an appointment. So I called all over Orlando and no one would let me schedule a mammogram because I'm not 40. Oh. And they had free mammograms everywhere. The month of October, they're like everywhere. But they said, <laughs> no, you need a script because you're not 40. Oh, my gosh. And so I had to call my OBGYN, get into their office. She checked me the next day and she wrote me a script so that I could go in and get checked. And so that's initially how I found out. Wow. And so that was pretty incredible. And especially with the whole background story of it being October and Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and they won't let you go get a mammogram because you're not 40. Oh my God. So we, we are getting ready to head into a couple messages. So uh, we're going to hear a little bit more about Shelly Ray's story here, her courageous story, and, and about how incredible it is when you just, so I love how you talked about, you just felt led to put your hand right there and that's where it was. Um, so uh, we will be right back after these few messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. 
Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to karinw at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. And we are here today talking about breast cancer and surviving it, and that there are many different ways of going through this. And our guest today, my co-host today, is Ida Serena Lee, who's a health coach and uh, a nurse. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, so I work a lot with people who've gone through trauma and, and anxiety and a lot of things in life that cause trauma. People many times will, you know, not count a lot of things that they experience as trauma, but we talk about little t traumas. Now, uh, what our guest today, Shelly Ray Reynolds, um, went through is certainly a big T trauma you know, because uh, being diagnosed with breast cancer or any kind of cancer is, is I can't even begin to imagine. I just imagine, you know, just your brunt blood runs cold and um, just, okay, now what? Uh, what was that like for you when you got that? Um, so I was very fortunate to get in the doctor um, and probably really persistent because I got into my OBGYN the very next day. Um, she wrote me a script and I was in for my mammogram the very next day. Um, initially, they told me it's two weeks and my husband and I were like, no, you take this doctor. I'll call this one. Like We're going to keep calling um, because I don't want to rest on this. So I got in the next day and unfortunately they said my husband couldn't come to the back with me. They mm -hmm. were saying this is a women's only section. Um, so he went and sat and waited in the car while I went back for um, the, I was getting a mammogram and an ultrasound. And I'm grateful that my OB wrote me the script for the ultrasound because many times you'll get the mammogram and then you'll have to go back from the right to a script for an ultrasound mm -hmm. and go back for everything else. But she did it for both. So I got the mammogram done. Um, then I went in for the ultrasound and I was in there for a while. And while I was in there, I was like, this is not going to be great news. But the person who was helping me, ultrasound techs are like, you know, stone they do not show anything, whether it's good or bad news. It's just like, <laughs> 
okay. Poker, so, poker players. Yes. <laughs> but I begin to, you know, just feel bad for the fact that she is carrying this weight, you know, of mine. Cause I was like, this is, this ultrasound is taking a long time, you know? So I was just trying to talk to her and lighten it to let her know I'm, I'm okay. Um, so she leaves out and she tells me the doctor, let me see if the doctor wants any more pictures. She leaves out and I'm in there for 20, 25 minutes. Like, Oh my with, God, the longest like, minutes of your life. Yes. <laughs> and I'm sitting here with cold jail, you know, just <laughs> on me. Um, so she comes back in and hands me a telephone and she said, the doctor is not in the office. They're in another office, but they would like to speak to you. So I get the phone and she said, um, um, hey, we would like for you to go ahead and get a biopsy. You know, I'm looking at your, your test. And she said some other stuff. And I was like, okay, what are you saying? You know, and she said, well, I hate using the C word. I would hate, I hate to say the C word, but it looks like cancer. And I said, okay. Well, she said, I want you to get a biopsy. I said, okay, all right, I'll schedule that. And that was the end of it. So I go back in the dressing room. I recorded a video that I've, Still haven't looked back at, but I went in the, the dressing room. I'm in here alone. And I was like, I have to go outside and tell my husband this news. Mm -hmm. And then I have to go and share this news with my parents, you know, because neither one of them even knew I was going to get this mammogram done because cancer is a lot in our family. You know, like my dad just lost his sister three months before my diagnosis. Mm. So, um, I record that video just saying, you know what, Michelle, you're okay. And you're not going to die from this. Mm -hmm. You got to leave one day, but it will not be from this. Mm -hmm. And I go outside and, you know, tell my husband, we drove to my, my dad's house first and then my mom and shared it with them. So that was, um, I think it was like a hold your breath moment. I didn't probably have the reaction that many expected for me to have. Um, but I just felt like I had to set my mind on where I was going. And yes. so I didn't have time to stop. And, and it, it's not to diminish anybody's reaction. But for me, and everything that my family had gone through, I didn't have time to sit and think and wait and cry. Like, I, I just had time to figure out what is next. What are we about to do? And yeah. at that point in time, I didn't know what it was. I wasn't thinking alternative medicine. I was just like, whatever it is, it's going to be okay. Yeah. So you, like you say, you set the tone. You write there, okay, this is my baseline. This is where I want my mindset to be. And this is what we're going to focus on. And yeah. that, this, that's what this show is all about, is that it, it will determine so much, you know, how you go through it, how your husband goes through it, how people respond to you. And uh, yeah, it's incredible. And I had to do that mostly first and foremost for my family, because mm -hmm. I needed my family to have a positive mindset with me. And they weren't going to naturally do that with the trauma that our family had gone through. Exactly. From so many others. And that right. like, even others that are very close to our family that are not, you know, blood relatives that we've lost from this terrible disease. So I needed them to know from the beginning, hey, I'm okay. 
Yeah. We're going to be okay. And I need y'all to know that and get on board. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the, the moment that you decided to do the alternative medicine instead of going to the normal, you know, chemo and radiation route? So my, I have an adopted brother. When I was 12, my parents adopted him. He's from Nigeria. His name is Obiora. And um, he's two years older than I am. Obi, um, very, very smart and just really into research and things. And he is not a huge fan of Western medicine. Like, like that's not his go-to. So when he would say he had a headache, you know, we passed him an aspirin or something. He's like, what, what are you doing? You know, um, that <laughs> is not what he was accustomed to. Um, and I'm so grateful years down the line because he'd walk through these different things with our aunts. And um, so he had already started researching certain, you know, other forms of treatment. Well, he's married to a medical doctor. Um, so <laughs> we had a little committee together, um, him and his wife, my dad and his friend, and my husband and I, we were researching things. And my brother began to bring all of these alternative treatments up. And I was like, let's go for it. You know, like I didn't fully understand all of them, no. but I'd watched chemo and radiation. Um, and so I said, why not try something different? You know, like I don't, I, I think if I understood a lot more that I probably would have been more afraid, but I didn't. And I wasn't, I was just like, no, Hey, why not? Like, yeah. let's, Let's try this. And I really did trust my brother. So it was, I'm, I'm glad I had that piece because one of the hardest things to do when choosing alternative is telling that to people, to others. Like me sharing that with people saying that I'm not going the traditional route. Doctors literally said, you know, you're signing your death certificate. Mm. Like you want to die and you know, one of them complimented me and at the same time put me down. He was like, you're too young, you're too beautiful and gifted to die from this. And I was like, oh, I don't know if that's a compliment or. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and it was simply because I chose not to, you know, follow the, the recommendations that yeah. were given to me. And it's not because I thought they were trying to put me and harm like that they didn't care about me. It was just because I cared about me more to say, I'm going to figure this out and actually have a hand in my care. Mm. And this is what I'm choosing to do. Um, so he bought three different facilities for me to look at. One was in Hungary, one was in Japan, and actually two were in Mexico. Um, mm. I chose to go to Mexico because, and a lot of people say, well, why'd you choose that place? But um, a friend, a couple friend of ours that goes to church with us, they went to school with one of the owners of the hospital in Mexico. It's the only American owned hospital in Mexico, Chipsa. And I didn't know the people, but just the fact that somebody knew them, I was <laughs> like, this makes me feel good. You know, I read up on everything that they were doing. Um, my brother and sister-in-law, she felt good about because they had some integrated medicine in there. So she was like, hey, I feel good about this. And that's how we made the, the decision. 
Yeah. What was it? Can you explain us what was like one day of treatment there? A sample of what what they look like? Yes. So when I got there, I received a central line. It was put in right here, much like, you know, where they would put a port. Mm -hmm. um, and it had the three lines that come out of it. Mm -hmm. I, you would know. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that is where they would um, take my blood. And that's where they would give me um, the vitamins. Um, immunotherapy would go there. And so in the morning, um, or was it on this? It was on one of these sides. But in the morning, starting at about 6.30 a.m., they would come in and start my first IV. And it was vitamin K, I believe, was the first one that I would get in the morning. The rest of them changed every day. I had a calendar on my wall that said these were the treatments that I was going to, to receive that day. And then I had a board outside my room and they would write down every day what time those treatments would be. But that was just one consistent one that I knew I had. And they come in before it's time for you to wake up and they just, you know, tap you, wake you up, put in your IV. Um, then I would go to breakfast. Breakfast was at eight o'clock. Everybody ate together. And that would start your first juice at breakfast time. After breakfast time, you are going to get 13 juices, a total of 13. They feel like they come every 30 minutes. <laughs> um, and it is both um, green juices, fresh pressed green juices, and fresh pressed carrot juice. Um, as well, I had a pill pack with eight different times on there. So I had to take supplements throughout the day on top of getting the, the vitamins. So I got those, um, B12, um, what else? I pulled up some of them. I, um, chelation, which pulls heavy metals out of your body. Mm -hmm. Um, So they have something called IPT and it is a small dose of chemo. It's like a 10% of the massive dose of chemo that you would get. Um, and they administer it with insulin. And the idea, like you said, cancer feeds on sugar. The idea is that it would be a more targeted approach that it would go to, you know, those cells that want it. And that those cells would then be eating chemo, you know. Oh, so the chemo would be more direct to choosing the cell that it go instead of being in all over the place. Like yes. a targeted, like yeah, chemo. I love that. Yeah. That is so cool. So with that, I did that once a week and it was 20 minutes. So it wasn't anything. There was no, um, I didn't feel any side effects from it. Um, beforehand, they would give me Benadryl. And I remember telling my husband, man, IPT makes me so tired. And the nurse was like, no, that's the Benadryl that we get. <laughs> um, yeah. They also had the hyperbaric chamber, which um, the oxygen is having that oxygen in your body helps yeah. to heal your body and grow, regenerate healthy cells. And I would go in there two to three times a week. Mm -hmm. um, and that would be for an hour and 20 minutes that I would sit in the hyperbaric chamber. Um, IV ozone, they would take my blood out, add oxygen to my blood, run it through the ultraviolet light and clean my blood and then put it back inside of me. 
Wow. So that took about 30 minutes out of my day. Let me see anything else that I might be. What, what was the treatment that you said that it will cost you fever? Oh, um, so that is the Coley's shot. So Coley's was the worst part of it. And it's almost like um, they're giving you a strand of some virus and it mimics the like flu-like symptoms. What they're doing is trying to send your, tell your body that it's sick. So it sends your white blood cells into overdrive. And then your white blood cells are going to try and attack and fight all of these things in your body that shouldn't be there. Um, they said in America, we are addicted to, you know, we feel a fever. We instantly go take Tylenol when yep. the fever is actually helping your body. You know, you I exactly. don't want to stay at 103 for a long period of time, but that fever is there for your body to begin to heal itself. And so it puts your body in that state to where I was getting the fever, I was getting chills. Um, it, it was not a fun treatment, but you understand what it's for. Yeah, yeah, wow. I and love that I still do. So um, the Coley's I do three times a month. Uh, shots three consecutive days. So last wow. week it was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So those are the days where I just take it easy because I know. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That is so interesting. I love how they really target into helping the body, the body's own, um, you know, healing abilities. And uh, with that, we are getting ready to once again, go to another quick messages and then we'll return back to Life post-cancer. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. your health where you think it should be if you're like most people the answer is probably not where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track the answers start on occupy health each week host dr susan downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider you'll want to plan for your optimal health with occupy health listen fridays at 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m eastern time on voice america health and wellness Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. How much health and wellness information have you been exposed to today? Listen to Prescription for Success with Dr. Emil Haldi. 
Healing and empowerment start from within, but it also takes the best knowledge and advice. That's what you'll find here. Dr. Haldi and his guests will help you make the right life-enhancing decisions for well-being success. Tune in live every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Prescription for Success. Listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to Karin W at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K A R I N. Now, back to Shift Happens. And thank you for coming back. If you are just tuning in today, we are talking with breast cancer survivor, Michelle Shelley Ray um, Reynolds, and um, talking about her incredible journey and finding an alternative treatment that she went and followed and is now on the other side of. So yeah, and my co-host, Ida Serena Lee, is here. So, yeah, I th- it looks to me as though you have a burning question, Ida. Yes. Let's get I, it. Wanted, I wanted to know, you know, usually people ask me, oh, why take care of my body? Why take care of my body and, and be healthy and eat healthy if I'm going to get sick anyway? How, how, how was the role of you being healthier? Because I know that you tell us that you were feeling all these colds, you know, but I know also that you were a vegetarian before that and, and that you eat, you know, pretty good. You were pretty fit before all this happened. What role did that, uh, uh, you know, have to do with you not being able to recover, you know, better than if you were already diabetic or heart disease or things like that? Yeah. Um, so most of the people that I was at Chipsa with, um, they, I didn't look sick, you know, like I did. So I'll say it on that end. You many times they were looking like, okay, who's the patient? Was it me or my husband? You know, before I got my band, <laughs> but um, I think that played a huge part because I changed my diet while I was pregnant with my daughter. Um, and so it wasn't like a long time that I was eating better, but I was eating better, but I can't imagine how much my body would have had to fight even more had I not been eating better, um, more aware of what I was putting inside of my body. I was also breastfeeding, so I couldn't totally eat crazy. Um, but it just, it, your body has to catch back up to get you to the level that it's supposed to be. And it still took my body a long time. So I can't imagine somebody else's body and you feel their side effects to healing. You begin to feel like they were like, you'll get migraines, you know, you might because your body is breaking out of something that you've been doing. Um, so those side effects are going to look a little different to your healing if it's going through something else. heavy than somebody else who maybe has been maintaining a more healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, go ahead. <laughs> what what uh, in your in this journey of health uh, for you what the faith and family and friends and community uh, was for you what kind of help it brought into your uh, journey of healing 
Yeah, so um, huge, um, huge part. I adopted Protect My Peace at the very beginning. And so I was just like, hey, I got to protect my peace. I am a community person, though, like not because I'm out in the community. I'm just I'm extremely extroverted. I'm very relational. And so I like talking to people and doing things. So immediately after diagnosis, I think three or four days after I made sure my family up north knew and all the people closest to me knew, I shared it on Facebook. And I opened the door for it to be not just a journey I had to walk by myself or one that my, my parents had to, to be pained about behind closed doors, but I made it a community thing so that everybody can be praying for me. Everybody is cheering. And I would always put, you know, hashtag we win hashtag or I win hashtag we win because it was like, we're in this together. I need you all to finish, to cross this finish line. We're going to make it. And so it felt very much like a team sport and not just, you know, mm. me in this boxing ring by myself. Yeah. Um, so community played a huge part. And then community helped to save my life by coming together and doing a benefit concert and helping me to raise the funds that I needed for the alternative treatment. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> and, you know, one of the things also that they have found when uh, they look into people who go into recovery, like spontaneous recovery and whatnot, is that they do find that whole uh, idea of uh, people feeling a sense of oneness, kind of almost like I'm not this this separate body from everybody else. And, and you're talking about that not necessarily on a physical level, but certainly on a spiritual level, you created that we-ness rather than me. Yes. Um, mm. My dad was a little apprehensive about me sharing it with the whole world. Um, but after I did, he was like, you know what? Cancer is not a secret lover. Why do we try and keep this a secret all the time? You know, but it is something that's very like, if somebody starts losing their hair, then you're like, oh, do they have cancer? You know, it's like this conversation that happens well after this person has walked this journey by themselves. Yeah, yeah. And that is not, that is a tough journey. Yeah. And even for my husband, if he had to carry that weight along with people that cared about me the most, and they're carrying that by themselves, mm. like that's hard on them. So I'm like, yeah. no, I need for people to be able to, to love on my family and, mm -hmm. and check in on them. And they'll only do that if they know. Yeah. Yeah. I love that being open and transparent. And so talk a little bit about life post-cancer because mm -hmm. yes, yeah. that's, so, um, we don't hear I, much about that. Yeah. I have my next book or something in mind, but I just have this image of life after cancer with the X over the word after, because for Everyone else, for Ida, who I've known for a few years now, when she hears Michelle is cancer-free, there's victory, there's freedom, and there's the end, you know, for Ida, but not for me, um, for family members, but not for me. You know, there's that peace that comes for them, and there's peace that comes for me, and there's excitement for me, but it's not the end, because... Every day, at some point in time, you're reminded of what you've walked through. Um, so the medical 
professionals are always moving your finish line. So it's like, okay, we want you to get to three months, then six months, then we want you to make it through two years. Then when you make it through two years, five years, then when you make it through five years, 10 years, it's like, wait, can we stop and just celebrate? Can I breathe? (laughs) No. And I understand why, but it's still a wait for us. Um, I remember having a reaction to the Coley's and it was really based on where I did the shot that day. And I felt this pain in another area that I'd never felt before. And I was crying and I told my husband, man, like I was sitting there touching it to see if there was a, a lump there or something like my mind went to cancer. And he said, Michelle, you don't have cancer. You are covered. And I said, I know I don't have cancer, but I'm crying because that's where my mind went. And I can't undo that. I can never, you know, take that, get my innocence back, you know, from before cancer. Now that's an option in my head. And that sucks. Like that, that is an option. I went to get a massage one day. And they turned me away three different times, three different ways. And and they don't really know how to speak to people about certain things. So it was very offensive how they did it. And I was I broke down in their lobby. And this I'm not an emotional person. So I was just like calling my husband and he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, they said they can't touch me because they don't want the cancer to spread. And I'm like, but I told them I'm cancer free and that. I don't have a port. And like, I was explaining all these things, but every single day there's like something that when I marked on my paper and they asked, you know, have you ever been diagnosed with cancer? I wanted to lie. I wanted to say no, because I know the moment I say yes, then you get to decide how you treat me. You get to decide how you respond to me. And now it's no longer about me, the person who was me, all along, now it's about what came and interrupted my life, you know, and now we got to talk about that. And I want to talk about that today because that has nothing to do with, you know, this. Um, yesterday, I found myself going through my bills from last year and trying to just take down, okay, how much did we spend on all of this? Looking at flights, looking at, and I got to the medical things um, and I came across October. And I came across that first doctor's visit and then CT scans and then flight to Mexico. And I just broke down and started crying. Like I was sitting right here and my husband came out and he was like, what what happened? You know, like he was just out here 10 minutes ago. And I told him my life just changed. And like, I didn't just changed in one day. And now I can't undo that, you know? So these are things to where, Every single time, I mean, every day or every week or something, those that are on the other side, it's not over for them. Exactly. You know, it's still very much a part of now who they are. Like, cancer doesn't have me. I don't have cancer, but it's a part of, it's like that yeah. uh, tag along that you just like, stay home already you know like yes 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 and that's part of the brain how it how it's trying to protect you by being uh hyper alert you know and and bringing those things back and and that's the part that 
you know, that I target when I work with my modality to to help separate that somewhat. But um, but yeah, you know, it's certainly always something that's lurking in the back of your mind, for sure. And even when it's not a, a thought standpoint, it can mm-hmm. very much be other people um, yeah. that are like the massage place, you know, where I'm not thinking anything about it. And you say this or when people ask me how I'm doing, but they ask me three times. So they're like, how you doing? I'm like, good. How are you? Well, how are you? And I'm like. I'm good. You know? <laughs> oh, Lord. Did, did you, do you need your ears checked? <laughs> I told you already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's oh, so gosh. good. You know, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm alive. <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> yes. Hey, Miss Michelle, can you talk a little bit about all the things that you do? Well, you have, you know, the, the dressing room and the sistering. Yeah, yes. we just have a few minutes left. So let's hear a little bit about that. Okay. So I, um, I am executive director for Every Kid Outreach. So I run a nonprofit that works with middle and high school teenagers. And then on the other side of passion is my sister and community, which is a group of almost 5,000 women on Facebook that we do life together. We talk about different things. Um, one thing that I do out of that is the dressing room, which is a very interactive um, workshop that I do with women that really opens your mind um, to self-reflection, self-acceptance, self-discovery. Um, I wrote a book for it. I got my raggedy copy that I've been writing in, but I finished this book, The Dressing Room, um, and it's a four-week workbook while I was in Mexico. I was like, when I come out of here, I'm coming out with something, and it won't be cancer, and it's going to be something productive. So <laughs> I finished writing the book. Um, all of my information is at ShellyRay.com. So feel free. I have on my sistering shirt. That's right. I love that. I love that word, sistering. Thank you. Yes, yes. I made it up. I'm going to get it added to the dictionary one day. There you go. There you go. A Wikipedia. Pick it up now. <laughs> so, yeah. So we will go ahead and post your um, on Shift Happens Facebook page. We will po- post your website there so people can go if you didn't quite catch it, because I know when you're listening and you're driving and such, you don't always catch all these things. And also want to let you know that uh, tomorrow at 6.30 p.m., we're doing a How to Get Out of Debt uh, webinar. You can go to shifthappens.live and find that. Aida, what do you have to close us out with? Well, I hope that the seed that we sow today in your hearts will spring shift happens into your life. So I see you all later. And um, make sure that you share and share so other women that are out there and they might need that encouragement maybe to go into an alternative mode of treatment will be able to know that this does work. Yes, yes. Share, share, share. This is all very important stuff. So thank you so very much, Shelly Ray, for coming on here and sharing your victory. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shift Happens. Please join host Karen Weary, Ida Serena Lee, and Jessica Durrell for another edition of our program next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We wish you continued success as you discover the true you.